This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Right, so the time is seven minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock. And I think we'll go right into our conversation with Bohiso, uh, Bohiso Dibakwane. Uh, we're told that South Africa is a step closer to introducing the new energy vehicle policy. And this is after Cabinet approved the draft white paper on NEVs. Uh, at a media briefing just yesterday, Minister Ibrahim Patel said the primary goal of the white paper is to set a course to transition uh, the auto industry primarily from internal combustion engine cars to dual platform that includes electric vehicles to get into production and those that can have a bit of what we call a consumption mix and all of this to take place in South Africa by the year 2035. So I know like, um, I think it was in Norway this year where we were told that 70% of the cars on the road or bought this year, 70% of the vehicles uh, that left dealership floors this year were EVs. And steadily within the next 10 years or so, it's EU regulations that you phase out uh, petrol cars for electric vehicles. And so within a decade, every car, every bus, every facet of public transportation in the European Union will be utilizing uh, fuel cell batteries and electric vehicles. And so what does that mean for South Africa's automotive industry? Because we export about 80% of our premium vehicles to foreign markets, markets that are increasingly transitioning. So what cars are we going to be selling to the world? Pohusuri Bakwane joins us now. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Azizat. How are you? Fine, thank you, my dear. Okay, so what was the minister telling um, the audience yesterday in that media briefing uh, around the white paper? Well, uh, look, um, for me, the white paper didn't do much. Um, it's still saying the same thing that has been said for the previous two years. Um, if you look at the white paper, um, if, uh, it, it's, it's a summary of what... Uh, Namsa has said um, it's almost the same um, uh, same copy and paste article that uh, Namsa had done in January and February of this year. So now government is basically taking that into consideration and they just copied everything that uh, Namsa, Namsa was saying. Uh, but basically from a manufacturing point of view, um, because of South Africa, we manufacture uh, vehicles for European markets. I mean, um, the motor industry in South Africa is 5% of the GDP. Um, we still need um, to make sure that jobs are saved. Um, at the same time, there needs to be a transition. And obviously, transitioning from uh, manufacturing ice to EV needs investment. And that is the biggest focus um, of what the white paper is basically saying. Um, we need to move to um, certain regulations, and that's what the white paper is uh, hoping to achieve. Uh, okay. Because um, manufacturers are saying, look, by 2035, we need to be um, a good percentage of 60% uh, of electrical vehicles than um, your ICE. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's by when? What are those deadlines? Look, deadlines, uh, it's 2035. 
Although I don't see how is this going to happen um, because uh, there's a lot of uh, investments that needs to be done. And with what the minister was saying and with what the white uh, with the white people that came out uh, yesterday, um, I, I, I don't see how they're going to do it. There's so many things that are left behind because according to me, um, the manufacturers are the ones who basically came up with this paper. Mm. Um, our government is not really doing anything. I mean, if you look at the initiatives that are supposed to be happening in the United States and the UK, when you purchase an EV model, uh, there's certain tax rebates, uh, benefits to get here at home, mm. they're next to nothing. So things like that uh, are the ones that make the European market uh, to flourish in, okay. in terms of this sector. Okay. So let's just get a sense of what... What's on the table? So we can see sort of the phasing out, right, of internal combustion engine vehicles to electric vehicles within the next 10 to 12 years, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's what's being presented to the market in terms of South Africa's new EV policy. But it's more of a hybrid uh, program is what I'm understanding when he says a a consumption mix, but Mm -hmm. to really ramp up EV production. What we do know is there are EVs on dealership floors. And what I've been told is more and more uh buyers are interested to find out about EVs. I just don't know at what percentage they are moving off dealership floors. So I think the question I'm asking is the policy is being introduced, but on the ground, are consumers making that mental shift as well? Not really, because not much is done to educate uh, our consumers about EVs. Most of the people that basically buy EVs is people that do numbers. Um a good uh, percentage of electrical vehicles that has topped up sales was from Volvo. Uh, Volvo is pushing it uh, very um, good on the market to say, look, buy EVs, these are the benefits. And they're trying very hard to educate people. But from the government point of view, there's not much education on that. So people that really purchase these vehicles is people that are really looking into saving from fuel. Uh, they're not really in terms of uh, uh, buying the vehicle because of uh, mm. of the green zone. Okay. Now we also know that obviously, if there's if there's one very dynamic manufacturing industrial manufacturing sector in South Africa, it's automotives. South African factories do assemble beautiful cars, eighty percent mm-hmm. of which many of them of which are exported. Uh, but we also know this is a sector that's been heavily protected by the government as well. So the white paper would have had to speak to those issues of how the automotive industry will be transitioned into this new realm. Does it do that? Yes, it does do that. Uh, But I think um, they they are caught left behind because, I mean, the investment that Ford has made, already Ford is producing electrical vehicles, already BMW is producing electrical vehicles. So this basically means this paper was supposed to, to be there before this production um, of these vehicles uh, has started. So the production of the vehicles has started. There is still an issue of investments. There is still an issue of education. I mean, right now, if you go to, you send your child to a college, we don't have colleges that is offering uh, EV courses. We still mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. Um, your college that is offering N3 motor mechanics which still uses, by the way, a cover technology, which has been phased out for the last 20 years. Mm. So there's a lot of things that, that needs to be, to be changed to, um, to 
to accommodate all those uh, vehicles and to meet the target, because that's the biggest thing. If manufacturers, you must remember, we don't we, we don't uh, start uh, off manufacturing anything. We just combining these vehicles with the technology from outside of South Africa. The batteries and although the batteries and the raw materials that are in these vehicles are basically from home, but they developed somewhere else and they come back again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so many people say, you know what, I love the idea of an EV and I've seen some pretty good looking ones on the road. The question is, there's load shedding. I mean, I don't know if the make thing makes sense. So, I mean, we laugh at it, but are the two issues interlinked? Do we also need to think about the supporting infrastructure uh, if we're going to be populating our roads with EVs? No, for sure. Um, the infrastructure is it's also going to be need to upgrade it. Um, from a manufacturing point of view, it's uh, load shedding is a problem. Um, but with the small numbers that uh, people are buying these vehicles, I mean, um, the biggest thing that that comes out is is how, how much they cost. Um, I mean, the cheapest uh, vehicle on on the market, I think, it's a Mini Cooper at six hundred thousand to seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow. So. And it's fully electrical. So when you buy a vehicle like that, you're looking to commute uh, from home to work because the maximum kilometers on a small vehicle will be about 250. And when you buy a bigger vehicle with your BMW, your Volvo, and you must remember, luxury brands are the ones who are leading in, in this technology. Mm. You're looking at anything between 1.5 million to 2 million. So they are expensive, yeah. but in terms of the charging infrastructure, there is a way to plan around it. Uh, I mean, we are now, um, it's, it's normal, load chilling is now normal. So you would have to plan uh, how, when do I charge, what time do I charge. And also when you go to your mall of Africa, your main lane in Pretoria, um, they add those, add those facilities if you're driving uh, this particular Charging stations. Yeah, there is charging stations. So what happens so, if you're driving your EV with its 250 kilometer range? And, you know, because 250 sounds like you can go far, but it's not really. I mean, for me, that is like go to work and back, run a couple of errands over two days, and then I'd be out. So, you know, what happens when I'm just driving out of Power FM and I'm running on empty and there isn't anywhere within a a, a 10-kilometer radius for me to charge this car? Uh, that, that's that's where uh, the importance of planning your trip comes in. I mean, when you buy this vehicle, you get a normal charging um, uh, uh, cable that you can plug at power there while you're in studio. So your car could be charging uh, downstairs in um, in the parking. So when that when you leave, it's fully charged because a fully charged uh, takes about three hours. Um, a 75% charge takes about an hour. So, and also um, how you deplete the battery depends on how you drive. Um, we have systems that uh, can, when you're braking, you're producing kinetic energy that is also recharging itself. It's so much admin, Pohiso. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I'm all about the green future. But now, on top of everything else, we are now no, no. getting another layer of responsibility. Not really. Um, I mean, you have companies that has introduced um, when you finance this vehicle, you can they can package it into uh, into the financing of the vehicle where they can put in a ten kilowatt solar system. So you are reproducing your own electricity at home. So when you buy the vehicle, somebody comes out and installs a solar system. 
so that oh. you don't have to worry about such things. So when you the car is plugged, then when you leave the house, you know that okay, I have 250 days. Um, obviously, planning your your day, mm. where you're gonna go, how you're gonna yeah. Okay, so you buy a car. And within it is the Smolayana additional perk where they install a solar system into your house so that you can charge your car. So yes. you get almost two for the price of one. And so even at home, you even are now charging your own car. You don't, unless you're really traveling a longer range, but at home is literally your charging station slash petrol station. I know that's the wrong use of words, but yes. you're doing yes. it at home. You're not having at to home. find a garage somewhere. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Those are some of the things that um, one can take on um, because of the infrastructure. The infrastructure is still being built, uh, but obviously, um, if you're going to shopping complexes, mm. you would notice that the charging ports are already there. Okay. So one of the ways in which government makes money, and we're told government is cash strapped is through the fuel levy. Now I'm not going to go into the rights or wrongs of it, but they do do that <laughs> every time you pour petrol there is a one rand or a two rand that goes to the government as a fuel levy or tax. If more and more people are taking on an EV, that's revenue that the government's going to lose. Then that, that, that's, I was hoping the white paper would also um, uh, highlight the, uh, the importance of negotiating our minerals. So they have now have to go and negotiate uh, the graphite um, um, the platinum that is being used to develop batteries for these cars. So, in ter- for me, I would have said the white people are supposed to negotiate uh, those things before these technologies and this manufacturing of these cars uh, started being manufactured here at home. They mm. they needed to basically make sure that look, if we're going to build this, can we make sure that? We're building everything. We don't just mine the um, the resources, take it out, and then buy buy them back without even knowing what goes mm. into the technology of the resources. Okay, so t- towards a similar uh, point, um, the go-to guy says, uh, "Please ask uh, Pohiso." Since the likes of DHL, so courier services, freight services, are moving to EVs, uh, it means that they've probably sourced their own alternate uh, power for recharging in their depots, which uh-huh. now means that there's a whole fleet of cars uh, and companies that have already that have already begun the migration. Um, and, and, and that's going to mean a lot of lost revenue for uh, service providers of petrol, for ESCOM itself, and for government uh, gaining money from these taxes. That's what happens when the policy comes after technology. So, if you look at um, uh, look at uh, the company in Cape Town, I think it's Gold Golden Star. It's a bus company. They they uh, they took a bus from uh, Men Men uh, Men Diesel in Concentrion. This is a fully electrical bus. Can you imagine the uh, fleet cost of diesel goes down to zero? Yeah. So they're going to be making more money if they buy a fleet of these buses. There's no maintenance cost. There's no fuel cost. Only the cost of maintenance is basically your brakes and tires. Hmm. Okay. And so, as you're saying, uh, the technology will exist, and it's either you catch up or you get involved 
at that prototype stage so that you already start thinking about new revenue models as a state or a municipality? Uh, I think we lost you there. We're in conversation with Pochiso Dibakwane, a motoring analyst, and he's talking to us about a presentation made by the Minister of Trade to the media, uh, a briefing around a white paper that's transitioning South Africa to electric uh, new energy vehicles or what we call electric vehicles. Um, The time frame is 2035, so in the next 12 or so years. They're hoping that um, there'll be more EVs in production and there'll be a consumption mix. There may still be petrol cars on the road, but they're hoping that there'll be more uh, EVs on the road. And with more, with greater demand, the cost of EVs will go down uh, because there'll be a market for it. And what we've already started to see, says Bojiso, is big fleet managers already starting to migrate to EVs as buses, uh delivery cars and trucks and um, what that does is it changes the revenue model for the logistics side of the economy which ultimately impacts revenues for the state because um, uh, they charge things like carbon taxes, fuel taxes when you buy a car you know, you're paying a little bit extra to go to the state and now a lot of those things are going to fall through it seems. Pochiso, you're back. How's your line now? Pochiso di Bakwani? I can hear you. Can Perfect. You hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. All right. So um, for, for those of us who are slowly developing a climate consciousness and saying, you know what, I want to play my part uh, and do the right thing for the environment. And if I can raise money uh, on my next car, I want to move to an EV. Um, what really is our contribution in terms of carbon credits and reducing carbon emissions. I know now when you buy an air ticket, there's a portion on the ticket that tells you what your flight from city A to city B is contributing to the world or or to the atmosphere in terms of carbon emissions. And whatever seat you've chosen to sit on, I don't know if that's true or not, helps to either reduce or add to those emissions. So now you can even have a sense of what your money is buying for you. In this case, uh, how do you do the the calculations? Well, look, um, I, I think those are one of the initiatives that government should have put um, put out there. That look, uh, because there's this initiative uh, when you're buying this vehicle, uh, from a tax point of view, that this is the this is uh, what will cut off from a carbon footprint point of view. Mm-hmm. This is what will cut cut off. So if you look at uh, what uh, the document is saying, it's still trying to gather those things in, um, uh, to be, uh, it's still a proposal phase. It's not really effective. They mm-hmm. haven't really um, given us an idea how much and how, what are the costs are going to be. Mm-hmm. But already we know for a fact that um, when you're buying an ICE vehicle right now, there is those costs in, mm-hmm. um, put mm-hmm. into your price. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, it's, it's one of those things that um, policy comes after technology. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they took too long to implement this and they're still going to take a long time to to, Get it right. to catch up. Yeah. All, right. All right, we've got a few comments coming through. Dumi and Midrand, good day. Hello, Ligai. Good day, Ligai. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not the expert or neither is your, call, uh, your caller, but I wanted to find out something because uh, years ago, I think in around 2008, 2015, 
we had a project called the Jewel by Optimum Energy, mm. which was supposed to help our economy with electric cars and transition. So I don't know if uh, we're going to be looking into that. I wanted to find out if we are completely shutting out South African production uh, and contribution towards it. Because I hear ESCOM has to do the dual with coal. But when it comes to manufacturing our own electric car, which already did, it was only waiting for production stage. Are they going to look into it or are we just going to ignore it together? What did you call it? The Jewel? Yeah, the Jewel uh, by Optimal Energy. It was designed here by South Africa okay. with the technology and everything from home, okay. which is going to help the African economy, you name it. Okay. All right. Pohusa, do you know anything about that? No, I don't. Okay. Fair play. Aubrey, good morning. <laughs> Morning. Um, no, I just wanted to say, yes, I mean, I agree. The electric vehicles are the future. And I mean, they, there's a lot. I know for a fact that they're expensive. Uh, but obviously, long term, they do save, uh, 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 whether it's environment or whatever. Mm. But we don't have electricity in South Africa. We don't have the basics, right? So mm. it's a good discussion to have. Uh, but hey, where we are, I think we're very deep in the mud. Thank you. <laughs> and I think that was the point you were making, uh, Pohiso, is, you know, you set the policy, the technology already exists, but the ecosystem has to support it. Basic things like load shedding. You can't have an EV market in the, in the face of load shedding or yeah. how we build our homes. If we, if we don't have solar charging stations at home, what do we do if our office parks don't have it? So all of those things have to yeah. support what's going on. Also, uh, to, to discard it, you must remember we can't just, um, you know, open up a scrapyard that uh, what we have right now with ICE vehicles where somebody doesn't want the car anymore, they just give it to a scrapyard for parts. Mm. With electrical vehicles, there is a lot of skill that needs to go with that. You can't just uh, dismantle it. Um, the, 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 basically, the uh, power unit that powers this vehicle to uh, an uneducated uh, technician, it can kill you. Mm. Um, also, uh, the, the material that is being used, you can't just discuss it, discuss, discuss it. You need um, a certain environmental uh, certificate mm. to, to get rid of it. The same way we get rid of our PCs, the laptops, mm. there's also that issue. Okay. So there's a whole world of unlearning is what you're saying. And we have yeah. to begin now. We have to catch up now. <laughs> catch up now, even. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.